Sip Squad Flyboys, that's my logo. logo. You already know though. No, no. It's PBS and Nation Gang. My niggas getting dodo. You pussy niggas, photos, fucking hobos looking so so. Okay, shot is slow mo. Haters salty like a dobo. But Coco, we get loco. loco. Hit them cash is so no. Oh, no. You rap it, then we live it. Cause we soak me on the promo. promo. We classy, pretty, blasty bitches. Why you acting sassy? Can't stop and I won't stop. Get some ditty to your cassie. No shiny suits, I'm spazzing. I'm so flashy. Talking out your ass, goddammit. I'm just speaking cash shit. Haters get the shaking like they mama named the cash shit. Father, all these rap wrestlers pay homage to me, bastards. Sorry, I don't claim you. That's just what the same do. Oh, you went down with Dream Team. Middle finger. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the most talked about, fastest rising podcast slash YouTube show ever. Ever. And and that is Top Rope Wrestling Talk. So joining me, as always, on my camera and my screen right down below me, right down there is the lovely Grandma Wendy, Miss Latina Heat herself. And the First Lady of Top Rope. And the First Lady. Her nickname's a girl, and that's like 295 now. Maybe they're about seven, but we're getting close. Anyway, Viva la Rusa. If you're not cheating, you're not crying. And diagonally, right down there in the other corner, is down where the man that oozes creative machismo, the walking contradiction, evil Evan. And the guy right over there on my screen is none other than the producer, the soundboard extraordinaire, the jack of all trades, the master of none. <laughs> Dom. I keep fucking that thing up. Like, it's, I feel like this. You get it right one of these days. Counterintuitive. The menu. You get it right one of these days, folks. We promise. Hey, damn. That's a cold ass honky. I am. And. <laughs> Me, I am none other than the high-class one, the MJF Mark himself, high-class. Otherwise known as... Bruce. Yes, I am. And he knows it. Yes, I do. Yes, he does. <laughs> so, no, so wrestling no this week, we, y- you guys kind of had this discussion, and I was kind of on the outside looking in today with with work and stuff. But it was rather a lack luster or their lack of luster this week in the world of wrestling. It wasn't too exciting. I mean, we had stuff that happened, but uh, I'll say WWE wasn't too exciting. It, Raw is not have at two all. Matches all night. Exactly. I, I think in the first half of Raw, like ninety minutes, they had two matches, not including like the thirty-second double countout between Baszler and Nia. Like that was the first match I was actually looking forward to because it was different. Shayna was going to be on. I was like, "Oh, let me tune in." And yeah, I blinked. The waste of Shayna. It was over. 
bait and switch. Yeah. It wasn't very good. Not 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 very good at all. Was it disappointing? Hell yeah. I mean, you know, haven't seen Shayna for a while, wondered if she really could take Naya, because you know, I mean you've seen him a couple of times, but well, she could take Naya. Get the fuck out. She could do it. Yeah. I know, but, but Naya's like, Nia a big woman. Like, she's got a huge weight advantage. She could just sit on the bitch. Doesn't matter. So you, Doesn't matter. So you're worried. You know what? You know what I've learned at five feet? You hoof them once in the knees, you bring them down to your height, and then you end it. Okay. Facts. <laughs> touche. Touche. But it was still going to be, I thought it was going to be interesting. I was horribly wrong. So, therefore, I was disappointed. <laughs> you expected too much. I expected no, 30 seconds. Hey. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> WWE was listening to their fans. They were bitching because Baszler wasn't on TV, so we got Baszler for 10 seconds. She was on TV. I guess. They for, listened. I, I think they spent more time <laughs> kicking the crap out of, like, WWE security than one another, to be totally oh, honest. Oh, I seen that Nia Jax got, like, fined or something okay. stupid for beating up officials. So it's like... She Samoan dropped a ginger, goddammit. Fine! <laughs> Gingers are people, too. It was terrible. It really was. And, and, and if that wasn't, you know, like, that, that was bad enough. And then we had Bruce Pritchard's comments out of the blue about Nick, about Nick Aldis, saying that Aldis couldn't... Oh, he was saying that basically all this couldn't cut it at WWE because he doesn't have that it factor. Yeah. And I'm summing up because, you know, he's a little long-winded, obviously, by his programming. He's a little long-winded. Uh, but that was the gist of it. And then Nick came back on Busted Open Radio and, and really put him on Laid it out. He, he blasted him. He basically, basically told Bruce flat out. Or I'll say Brother Love because I don't want anyone to get confused with high class. So yes, he told Brother you. Love point blank and plain. When I was headlining Impact as their champion at its peak, I drew one and a half million viewers. So I guess if I had that it factor, I might have got the 1.56 million that you got last week, which was the worst Raw ever. I'm so sorry. I must be horribly wrong. Yeah. And now the, 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 the question that I have for you guys is, do you really think, you know, Brother Love was, was anywhere near right on Nick all this. Like, could he, it, it, he's, he doesn't have the it factor. He couldn't cut it at WWE. Like, are, are we are we even going to give this guy any credit for being close or at the, in the ballpark, or is he just an idiot? Well, he's a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, he's a retard. Like, all this, I, I, I saw his reply on Busted Open. Um, he basically called Pritchard a a, a dumbass and uh, said, you know, he's got friends in the upper, higher class in WWE, and they were they've been calling him, telling him how great of a job he's been doing. You know, so yeah, yeah. The ratings show it too because he he managed to improve from the worst to the second worst ratings this week. So way to go, brother love. Moving on up. A new level of mediocrity. Congratulations. By the way, Paul Heyman was averaging 1.9 million viewers. Where are you at? I think it totally comes off as, like, guys with sour grapes. Like, uh, Bruce Fisher just seems, like, upset the fact that all this was killing it in impact. Now has stepped away and, and doing his thing with the NWA. 
And we've seen him with the belt. We've seen him run as a, you know, the champ with the suits and all that. It's amazing. And, and he clearly seems like a guy who's coming from, like, a, 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 a you know, just out of spite. Like, we can't have him. You can't, we can't touch you. So we didn't want you anyways. You know, we, you mm-hmm. weren't up to par. It was, I don't know, it just makes no sense. But like, like I said, we've seen the guy in the ring. We've seen the guy on the mic. And if you don't, if that's not the it factor, then I guess I'm an idiot because. Uh, you I, me both, bro. Because honestly. When uh, a few weeks ago, when people like me and Felipe said like Nick Aldis would probably be a mid Carter in WWE, that wasn't a knock on Nick Aldis. That was a knock on WWE. And even going to the comments, like Felipe sitting here saying, "I hope Nick never shows up in WWE. He'll get the EC3 treatment." That's why I yeah. said if he was lucky, he'd be a mid Carter. It has nothing to do with Aldis. The man is an amazing performer in the ring, on the mic. Yeah. He has the look. He has the talent. Everything. He resurrected a company from practically from practical death. And the only reason they're not doing well right now is because they shut down due to COVID. I mean, honestly, yeah. if, if NWA Power was on Monday night, even on YouTube and, and at the same time as Raw, which would you watch? Power, definitely. Like, Power, all the way. Power. Hands down. <laughs> so, you know, Brother Love can talk all the shit that he wants about Nick Aldis, but the yeah. fact remains that the four of us and a lot of other people that I know, if they were given the option, watching Power on Monday night instead of Raw. Because I think one night they did have Power on a Monday, and I was like, screw Raw, and I put on YouTube. <laughs> so I've done it before. Man, I'll do it point, again. At this point, WWE is so, like, in the shitter. NWA could do another Carney Lamb-like thing, and I'll watch that before I watch Raw. Yeah. Absolutely. An hour of, of fucking William Patrick Corgan playing guitar. Nothing yet. He's just sitting there strumming, staring at the camera. Yeah. And I'll before I watch Raw. Yeah, seriously. Billy Corgan like could just – Billy Corgan could read the back of, like, a Tide Pods box and, and for an hour, and I'd watch that over Raw. Nick Aldis could do his laundry <laughs> on YouTube, and I'd watch that over Raw. So there's wow. your it factor, Okay. I feel like we need some humor, too. So uh, I know we were talking about, you know, being five feet and everything being high ceilings for you before we came on the show. Well, our, our buddy Chuck in the uh, thread here from Sports Cruise, which I love, said, uh, I know a lot of girls that are five feet that I have to go down on. I'm 6'1". Ayo! <laughs> Just a quick laugh. But shout out to everybody in the feed. We appreciate it. Um, we get it. Yeah, even Max says I'd like uh, I'll take any other option on Monday at this point. And yeah, you're 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 not you're not far off. Um, now we did have something that, that kind of tied into this that Wendy had. Uh oh, she's she's distracted. Wendy had kind of brought up before we got on the air. Kind of had something to do with the with the uh, TNT title and Cody and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Grandma had something great to contribute. <laughs> the As bourbon banana. Usual. Ooh, the bourbon <laughs> banana. I need that. <laughs> Sorry, I got to find it because I can't remember what I was talking about. A boot? A oh, boot. A boot. We were talking about She got straight up Canadian <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm so sorry, hey. you guys. Hey. Next thing you know, Impact is going to steal her from us. Oh, Canadian. <laughs> uh, what was it we were talking about? Someone refresh my memory. Uh, Cody 
challengers or fantasy booking Cody's run with a TNT title? Sounds like Somewhere you're along the, uh, Pretty much along those lines. I'm heading back to it because I, I thought you had it. So. <laughs> I, no, I stepped out for a bit. Uh, the heat just like fried my brains. Uh, oh, we discuss how we feel about Cody's run as champ and the lack of a proper rivalry. Ah, yes, yes, I was just getting to that myself. Thank you, Grandma Wendy. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I definitely I dig Cody's run with the TNT title. It's definitely been different, you know, between the open invitations and the, you know, giving guys that don't typically get in the title picture shots. I think that's cool. Uh, the the biggest problem I have with it is the fact that like every week there's going to be somebody new. Like there's there's not that that feud that he had like all throughout Dynamite. Like whether it be with MJF or Jericho or going back all the way, you know, all the way to his brother. You know, the the the, the matches with Darby Allen, his own brother. You know, it, there were a lot of rivalries that were really heated and really intense and had really nice builds to them. And now with the TNT title, it's just. I put on a great match and I put guys over, which is cool. But at the same time, you do need that. It's gotten that, repetitive. You do need it that has. guy. You it's know, week after week like, after week, we know what's going to happen. I right. mean, even that Lance Archer rivalry was what blink of an eye, and it that's was what done. I was about to say. You need a guy. Was, like, yeah, it was for the tournament. You need a guy like the. Uh, you need a guy like the Murder Hawk to jump back in the picture and kind of get that feud reignited with Cody to really solidify his run because that's where it all began. And if you haven't noticed, the murder hawk has kind of been forgotten about and kicking people's ass left, right, and center in the back, throwing them through ceilings, doing all this stuff, and they really don't have anything for him. So it would be perfect to put him in a feud with Cody again and build up to like a TNT title match at All Out, for instance. But without that, could... without that rivalry, it just feels weird. I know even he got in, asked in an interview about who he'd like to face. And outside of AEW, he brought up Nick Aldis, which, duh. I mean, they've had great matches. And then in AEW, he brought up MJF, because obviously they had a bit of rivalry. And we're going to get into him a little more later, but his promo was fire. And he's obviously looking to get in the title picture. Why not with Cody? And Kenny Omega, who he split two matches with in other places. So, you know... The rubber match there might actually make some sense if uh, one of them is no longer in the elite. So his his makes sense. We had a bunch of people actually answering this question, like who they wanted to see Cody face. And uh, our, our buddy Cadrian on Twitter, who I personally love, because he always hits us up, asks us, asks us questions. He gave us four names, and three of them I'm okay with. I want to run them by you guys. He gave us Pentagon Jr., yes, Ray Phoenix, of course, Jeff Cobb, and Ryback. You, How you just, does Ryback you, make You that just felt like the like... train was going to make the station, and then I said Ryback, and it went boom, right off the track. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like we were on the track. What, on Ryback? The track, was on the he high? Track and then it's like as soon as you said ride back, like right before the train hit the station, it just yeah, it imploded. 
Exactly. Yeah, I, I feel you on no. on three of those. I'd be totally okay with a cadre, and the last one, not so much. Like I they can. You of course you would say that. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're, we have been conditioned to thinking that things have to be done the WWE style, where a guy comes in and like we own him forever, and they're like fucking tied to you know for, for bonded for life. I would be totally down if AEW could work out a deal like territory style date, where Ryback you're gonna come in maybe for just like six weeks, six seven weeks, we're gonna build up the next pay per view. Comes in, challenges Cody. Pulls up the offset, dethrones the fucking American Nightmare, our Golden Boy champion. Ryback gets the belt, does his own open challenge for a few weeks, defends it against Janela, defends it against uh, the Dark Order, like one of those guys. I'm fucking tired of open challenges, man. They just have a fucking rifle already. Okay. But here's the here's the thing. Well, you know how Captain Curveball is too. Go ahead, Bruce. Cody can still keep his open challenge. Now, now, hear me out. In order, in order to b- listen, uh, Wendy, stop rolling your head. Because I'm listening. Listen, Linda. She's biting her tongue. I can see. <laughs> no, he, he, he can keep his open challenge and, and build a rivalry. Let's just take Landcharger. Yeah. He, every he can come out every week and and get Cody disqualified in all his in, in his matches and keep building that rivalry back up to the next pay per view or said with another individual like the dark order you know keep your open challenge but build your rivalry on the side and have the big payoff match at the pay-per-view okay yeah that would work too i i want to throw it to grandma wendy because she's biting her tongue and and, and i can see the heat bu- building doing my lip right now no, i know back to I the know. conversation the conversation that i had with uh felipe this morning um we we're discussing it and that's uh, what I've been scrolling through our whole conversation here. So, in the conversation, and Felipe, pop in if I'm wrong, just send me a message. Um, <laughs> uh, in Cody's matches, it's gotten to the point, and I agree with him. Um, we know what's going to happen. It's not thrilling anymore. It's gotten kind of boring with this open challenge. We got new guy, new guy, new guy. Um, and a lot of these new guys, it feels, are like these, let's say, unknowns are targeted more towards the people who know rather than the average viewer, which, okay, all right. But, you know, you have these casual viewers that are like, who the fuck even is this dude? I don't, I don't even know. Um, so you should at least give us some, some sort of backstory or something to at least introduce these people to the casual viewer. So it's okay. not like... I, who follow Warhorse on Twitter, I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. But other people are like, who's this like skinny-looking Ultimate Warrior wannabe? How you does know? this guy get a title match? Right. Exactly. Exactly. At least give us a reason why. Like, give us a little quick yeah. minute and a half, two-minute package of like, like you did this for is Ricky why we're yeah. Like you did, like yes. You did for- yeah. Yes, I was just going to bring that up. Like Ricky Starks, he had like a whole little backstory vignette, and then he came to the ring and they had a match. Okay. You gave us a little mm-hmm. bit of story. You gave us a little bit of background. You had the match. It was amazing. That's good. But then some of these other, you know, like if you, I mean, obviously more people know Eddie Kingston, but you would have not known that he was calling out Cody Rhodes unless you really pay attention to wrestling or you really pay attention to like social media and wrestling. He had been doing that for weeks. 
he then did it on dynamite and people were like wow that's amazing and i'm sitting there thinking this is like the third time i've seen it this week like it's no it's no longer amazing to me but for the casual viewer they're like wow you know it, yes. my, i guess my question to grandma wendy is like okay so you want cody to start a rivalry who would you start cody in a rivalry with for the team well, if we do a rivalry though let's not play the same old song that he's played with mjf spears and now with matt cardona fk zach Ryder. Because this was another thing Felipe and I discussed, where it's the, this is my homie, oh no, he betrayed me. That storyline played out. Okay. Get a new, Agreed. play us a new song. I don't, I don't think it's going to be, like, if, if him and Cordona have a match for the title I don't, and, and, and Matt goes over, I don't think it'll be like a best friend turning situation. I hope not, because Wendy's right. They've done that a couple of times now. Between they have. Spears, between MJF. Like, everybody but his brother has basically screwed Cody so far in AEW. And then the, so, yeah. the last thing we discussed was, the last thing he and I discussed was Arn Anderson. What does he bring to the table? Why is he even there? His play I mean, sheet. <laughs> he's got his football. He's got his football. He's got, yeah, the play sheet. You know, he's, he's become a joke with the little, the little paper, the little, yes. little, He's paper, turned into a sweater vest. Oh. He's turned into like Dave Chappelle playing Prince. He's like, okay, Cody, we're gonna run Computer Blue. You know, <laughs> Darling Pinky, go. You know, like I, I don't know exactly what Arn does. I know that when he came along, Cody was kind of struggling, and then obviously Cody ended up winning a championship. I don't know how much of that has to do with Arn. I just, I'm just saying that's the the, the time frame that we're looking at. Um, I don't really have a problem with Arn much as he, he I, I think they ought to superfluous. They ought to give I think they ought to give like a mix of, of what he does as champion. Like it shouldn't be all open challenges and all rivalries. It should be, you know, okay, I'm gonna have an open challenge. Then so and so is gonna come out and we're gonna start a feud this month that culminates somewhere. And then I'll go back to having an open challenge. If they switched it up a little bit, it would probably keep it more more interesting. But just doing one over and over and over again, like you, you, it's like, okay, I've already heard this song. I've already done this dance. I know how it ends. I know the band. Like, we're good. Can we move on? That, that was cool. Can we do something else? If I were to put him into a rivalry now for the TNT title, and I'm not even saying give me all this backstabbing bullshit, just start a, start a few with Matt Cardona. I mean, you could go any fucking way with it. He could, you could do, uh, you know, I respect you. I want a shot at you or I'm legit now. I'm no longer a goof or, or just a gimmick. I want to show you what I can do and kind of have them go back and forth, like where they save each other out of respect, but they're still going to fight. And eventually you get to like all out, have a match, tear the house down and, and people would enjoy that. And then maybe you could go back to an open invitation. You know, it, it's not like you have to just do one or the other. You can mix it up. You have the ability to do any fucking said, thing you want to do. Hold on, hold on. Our hobo friend just said, Arn is there to form the new horseman. It doesn't seem like it's Arn. It seems like it's Tully who's there to do that. Well, if you, I did notice, obviously, on Dynamite, that he walked in and, and helped FTR kind of, you know, worked the negotiations to sign their contracts. It was in their ear and that kind of stuff. And it's been reported that FTR are going to be part of the Horsemen. So you start to see that direct connection when he comes in. But and then starts- you saw Tully in the audience being like, I see y'all. And they're like, we yeah. see Tully. So who is it? Are they both going to form like 
rivaling, I was going to say, why not both? Rivaling, rivaling four horsemen, heels if, and uh, six horsemen. Because if you're going to have, no. if you're going to have like Spears and Cody in it, like it's been reported, you're going to have Tully and Arn backing them up. So why not both? Yeah, it was originally slated to be both of them. It was re- to be Tully and and Arn yeah. as like the the mouthpieces and coaches or manager for the for the Horsemen. Instead of just having one like the original Horsemen had, they're gonna have two, so it's not the same. That's me. We even have Felipe saying like, "Remember that Cody was super hot before the TNT title." Cody doesn't really need Arn or any manager. No, I agree. No. I don't think he doesn't he does. even need a title, to be he honest. Doesn't. But, you know, having him as the first TNT champion and having him, you know, put these guys over even in losses and maybe create new opportunities, like that that's working for AEW. But the same old open invitation week after week after week mm-hmm. after week eventually gets stale. And and you as AEW gotta know when to mix it up. And say, all right, let's cut these challenges off for a minute or do something like Brucey said with Archer where Cody has the challenges, but somebody keeps coming out and interrupting and fucking him up and it leads to something bigger, a build to a match down the line. You know, that, that kind of stuff would keep it fresh, but you just keep kind of recycling the same thing. And as Evan and I said, that's kind of the problem that we have with WWE at the moment where they just take the same pay-per-view format and they do it over and over and over again. Like the same WrestleMania format has been done at Money in the Bank, at Backlash, at, at Extreme Rules. Just a couple of matches, a couple, couple championships, a couple cinematic matches maybe, and we're done. Every time. And, and while it might have been cool at first, now you're just like, I'm done with this. And, and it feels yeah. like the invitational tournament for, or the invitational thing for Cody in the Open Challenge is getting to be like that. Yeah. Because we've had, what, six, seven weeks of it now? You know, a couple Pretty of guys much, yeah. from outside so, yeah, the company. Yeah. And and I do appreciate the people like Jungle Boy and Sunny Kiss and all that got title opportunities. That's cool. But eventually, if you if you want to keep the shine on that title, too, you got to get a, a, a top-tier challenger for that title. And people, I mean, no offense to, to Sonny or Jungle Boy or anything like that, love them. No offense to, to War Horse or Ricky Starks. But, but you know, there, there are people in AEW that are looking for title shots that aren't getting them that are probably bigger names or on that next level. And that's where you need to get, go with it every once in a while to keep it fresh, to keep the title meaning something. Otherwise, uh, I mean, I hate to, like, knock on Matt Cordona, but it's just the internet title. Like, I have it. It don't mean Jack, but I have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It, Evil Evan is so quiet again, and it bothers me. Do you have anything to add to this, uh, my, my, my wonderful creative friend? <laughs> I, I would like to see uh, Cody come out, announce an open challenge, and then we have Eddie Kingston come back out. And Eddie Kingston tell him, you know, Cut the bullshit. It's just say like you just said. It's getting played out. You bring in less than talent that talent that's not even worthy of a title. Guys that don't deserve it. When 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 I know you, you you're the son of the godfather, whatever the plumber, and you're all of the they take it real. And anything to say, you know what? All hours, double nothing, whatever your next big take review is. Me and you, fuck the open challenge. We got three weeks. Let's let's settle this shit. According to, and that's it. And then the, the challenge stops. We all and we and we get that feud. We get that blood money feud because that pay per view Eddie Kingston cut last week was in yeah. 
And if oh, you yeah. were on a Saturday Kingston before, I guarantee you were looking him up and you were trying to figure out and see more of this guy. Because that shit was real. That was an intense yeah. that, that the other the other challenges didn't have. He didn't need no entrance music. He didn't have the Dallas traders yeah. coming out like Sonny Kissick. He just came out and cut the truth. He said, you know what? You think you're all that? I don't think you are. And I would love to see that feud continue. I would love to see Eddie Kingston. I love this. I love the you don't know the grind and, thing and all that. Yes. Yeah, I, would, I, I think, yeah, and if we are going to have to go with this, you know, crazy challenge where we're playing, you know, rabbits out of hats and random contenders, I, I would love to see Chris Hero come in at AEW and make a name, take that title, and hold on to it for a while. Right. Because he takes so much of a chance in NXT, they kicked him off to the, the, the UK, and he was lost the shuffle. But he is a fucking amazing talent. I love the AEW. No, I hear you. I mean, and and I got to give a shout out to Eddie Kingston because that that promo that he cut on Dynamite had just as much like fire and passion behind it yeah. than when he did it the first time at like the ICW show he was at. And and just to just to be able to bring that out of you to do something, you know, to say something you've already said really shows, you know, the kind of guy that he is, the kind of competitor that he is, the kind of wrestling talent that he really is. So so Eddie, I I hope we see you in AEW again. I really do. You deserve it. <laughs> I want to see you know, backstage with the, the proud and powerful and say, look, and that was a fucking wake up. I've been know? saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying that. We said that last week. <laughs> We've all been waiting for that spark, that one thing to turn them back into pit bulls that we've seen in, in impact with, you know, the LAX yeah. game. We know what they have, and I think Eddie Kingston's that fire that we can light underneath these guys. And enough with the fucking burritos and enough with the, the chancla jokes. And these guys just, you know, yeah. Enough slipping in orange juice, motherfuckers. We're getting serious. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, I and it would be, it would be a win-win for all four of us because I would enjoy it. Evan would enjoy it. Bruce would be right because Pride Power, Proud Powerful would probably lead the inner circle. And then Wendy would be happy because they'd be winning. So, so win-win-win-win. Win, win. <laughs> now, if we can... Uh, it's all around. If we can keep... If we can keep on this Cody thing for one second, because he also mentioned in the same interview that I brought up that uh, the new, the second show is coming in four to six weeks. He was also saying there's going to be a new type of talent on this show. And while I know it's probably not going to happen, a lot of people knock me for it, but I've said it on this show before. How excited would you be if that new talent was NWA? Because they didn't say who they were bringing in. They didn't say how they were doing it. They didn't say any format. They just said there will be new talent, like not our roster talent. What if that it not our roster talent? Take on someone. Right? Yeah, what? Like like the question mark shows up on this AEW show. I'm going to mark right the fuck out. Well, they could they could <laughs> literally. The they... versus Evil Uno. <laughs> yes. Yes. Winner has, to, winner has to lose their orangutan titties. Or loser, loser loses their orangutan titties. Loser has to do like a hundred push-ups to get rid of their titties. Right, right in the middle of the ring after the match. Doesn't matter you if you're bloody, you're hurt. And then, get them push-ups going. Eli Drake challenge. Do it now. <laughs> you get, uh, and then you get you get Jesse Goddard out there, Mr. Spectacular, to show them right? the proper pick fucking workout. The proper push-up, give him one arm and everything. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Even if it wasn't like a mix of AEW and NWA talent, even if it was just like an, an NWA power type show as, as AEW's yeah. second show, 
I would be so in for it. And people are like, oh, no, Billy would never do that. It would never work. Why the hell not? NWA hasn't done anything in like a month. Like no Carnyland, no shows, no nothing. You know, their, their talent is just sitting there. You mean to tell me you wouldn't want to see them on on a national network, even if it was partnering with AEW, and they and they did have those type of matches? Like you wouldn't want to see Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus James Storm and Eli Drake. Really? You wouldn't want to see that? I would. No, because I don't want because I want Hangman and, and Kenny to go their separate ways. I do too. So but no, I'm saying, I don't want oh to. I'm saying we got two mixed. We got two uh, of the craziest mixed match tag teams that hold belts right now. You got the NWA champions in in Drake and Storm. You got Page and Omega. Could you imagine those two? Those four coming together for a match? Shit, have they even have they even ever Camille been in the same room? Forget the dudes. That too. I that's what I mean. Camille versus Sheeta. Yes. That's legit. what I'm saying. You or Camille see versus that. Ford. Or like AK-47 taking on Nyla Rose or, or Thunder Rosa against you name it. <laughs> you know? That's what I'm There's so many possible awesome. matchups. And, and again, like I said about P&P, this is a win-win because it gets the NWA guys back out in the spotlight doing something, making some money. It gets their name out there to a larger audience. And then AEW reaps the benefits because now they have a whole roster and they don't really have to put anybody on the show. They can just sit back, do their dynamites, do their darks, let NWA handle it, maybe bring in a couple of people here and there to have matches like, you know, Camille and and fucking Sheeta or whatever. And, and it's little to no work for them, but they reap the benefits because people are tuning in. It's a win-win for both companies, and the matchups are endless. Yeah. Like there's, would there are we no. Would we want to see this done? Would we want to see this done invasion angle style, or do we want to see it as no a friendly? Um, no invasion. As a friendly, like Cody reaching out to to. Because if WP we, uh, and being like, you know what, this sounds good to me, kind of if thing. We learned, on a if we learned, if we learned anything from like WCW coming into WWE, or like the Alliance when ECW got bought out. Those invasion angles are god-awful. <laughs> They're terrible. So just, no, you know, uh, it, it's like Billy has a handshake deal with Tony, and they come in, and, and you know, they have their battles, but it's more like it's more like brands at Survivor Series than it is the invasion angle. Because if you remember, like, when NXT got into Survivor Series, that shit was hot. So, so you have that type of – you have that type of rivalry. You don't do the invasion thing. It's been done, and it's been – horrible on repeated occasions yeah. don't do it again don't yeah, do it again problem with the, the just problem with the invasion angle is that eventually like someone has to lose like right they, they, they yeah come out winners. either you're gonna get invaded and you fucking lost and now you got taken over so you're ruthless or you send it off the invaders and then now they're worthless and they can't no longer come to play so i know just have it be like a talent swap but then you know a, a big a fucking all, Cody and all the shaking hands and a big podium and they, you know flags behind them and eagles flying doves and shit mm-hmm. like a big deal. No, I hear you. And then, and then we have uh, – I'm sorry. I, I laughed because as you started speaking, I saw the hobo clown say Marco Stunt versus Big Papa Pump. <laughs> Fuck Big Papa Pump. <laughs> yeah, but he that. would break Marco Stunt, like worse than anyone has, like worse than Archer, that. worse than Wardlow. There would never be another Marco no, Stunt. Like right? no more rambling rabbit bullshit. You're just dead. That's <laughs> probably – That kid keeps coming back. That's, that's <laughs> one of those matches. Sandow, what was his name? Aaron, uh... Stevens. Robo- Damon Sandow, yeah. 
doing the Michael stunt. I can see that being a, a, a good comedy match. Like fucking karate poses and shit, and, and you know, like yes. that'd be funny. I would even love to see the rematch of like Aaron Stevens versus Colt Cabana. That would be dope <laughs> because they had a, they had a great the match. The Dark in... Order Colt Cabana. Yeah, it, it's pretty much the same Colt Cabana so far. Like he even ran away when they were supposed to be doing their grown up business last night. So it's pretty much the same Colt. No, no, he didn't run away. He didn't run away. Oh, I'm sorry, Brody uh, told him Mr. to take Brody, Anna. He always and... shuffles him yeah. away, which seems kind of silly to me. Kind of like, no, no, sweet boy Colt, you don't. Need- you don't need to see this. Yeah, that's oh. kind of what it is. You know what? Uh, Chuck, Chuck I says... I think Colt the, the, the Anna J little glasses, too. Look like Robin and shit. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to bring this up, but Chuck says he misses Rusev, and I do, too. But according to him, he's actually done with wrestling. Tired. And he said this on Rusev Day, no less. I was heartbroken. I'm sorry to bring that news Isn't to you. every day but... that ends in a Y, Rusev Day? Yes, it actually is. And it will always be. <laughs> Even our show is on Rusev Day. True story. Um, and then Felipe says, do you think Billy Corgan would be willing to do business with AEW? If it gets them out there yeah. on a national stage and gets there and helps him to pay and keep his roster, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's then- good business for Billy. This is not like him trying to partner up with Dixie Carter and getting screwed. Yeah. This is him working with Tony Khan, who is obviously on the way up. On the way up, and, and a new and a new creative mind. Well, that too, but also a new creative mind in the wrestling industry, kind of like Billy is. So they kind of they kind of yeah. vibe, mm-hmm. you know. So I would I would be I would not be surprised if they actually did business with one another yeah. because they're smart enough to know that like this will work out for both of us. This will make us both bigger. This will make us both more money. Mm-hmm. This will make our companies better in the long run. And then once things go back to normal, NWA can do whatever and they can have their show and maybe they still do some some merged events throughout the year, you know, but it will work out beautifully for both sides. And I think they could see that. So I think he would totally pay, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those uh, I don't see Activision making like a Guitar Hero Smashing Pumpkins edition. So Billy Corgan's gonna need to get some kind of funds from somewhere. Right. It, it's almost one of those scenarios where Tony Khan and the boys kind of, kind of did did Billy a solid by by putting all this and and the NWA title, you know, on their shows. Yeah. Before before mm-hmm. Power came out, and right more, Billy, and they put hype behind the title and all this because and more recently, they knew it was more recently Power when was when, uh, when Ricky Starks came in, they actually acknowledged him as the NWA Television Champion and gave them credit as he was coming in and then he had that amazing match so they tried to put the shine on nwa Mm -hmm. repeatedly so it's not like they have a uh it's not like they have bad blood or anything they seem to work together when it's when it's called for and right now it seems that way i know nwa was working with roh but roh isn't doing anything either so you know maybe we start with nwa who knows but at least it gets these guys out there and it gets them paid and it gets them and it gets their roster a little bit more comfortable financially. It gets them some TV time and, and it gets people excited for when NWA can get their own thing up and running again so that maybe, you know, they don't come back on YouTube. Maybe they do get a network deal. You know, it's, it's happened before. You know? So it, it could happen again. You know, I, I could yeah. definitely, I could definitely see it working out, but, um, 
we're gonna, uh, so I'm glad we got that out of the way. I think it was worth talking about. I, I think everybody sounded kind of geniusy while we were doing it. At least I think. But um, and, and we're gonna move on to something that Evil Evan brought us earlier, which had to do with a, a certain WWE superstar who just, for uncir- uh, unfortunate circumstances, is now out on his own. So so I'm a, I'm just kicking it to you, Evil Homie. Go ahead and bring the question in. <laughs> Well, we see uh, this past week on SmackDown, Kofi Kingston coming out of the trainer's office, letting us all know that apparently he is injured and he uh, has to not have the new day completely be on the bench. Pass, you know, Biggie on the back, give him the, the, the baton and says, you know what, buddy, you're going to carry this. And, and now's your time, Biggie, to fucking run with the, a singles push and make the New Day proud, and I, I couldn't be happier because I have been on, on the, the Biggie bandwagon for a long time. I think this guy is hilarious. His Twitter game is on fire. He's just charismatic uh, beyond, I think, honestly, I think being paired with the other two guys has held him back a little, so I think SmackDown needs a champion, and SmackDown needs someone to carry that brand, and I was wondering what you guys think. What do you guys think about Biggie? Could it, could be, now be his time? Um, you know what? To be honest... Yes, I, he's overdue. He's most yeah. definitely overdue. I've always kind yeah. of said... definitely carry it on his I've own. always kind of looked at, at Big E the way I looked at Shelton Benjamin back in the day. Tremendous talent that they never seemed to find the right angle for, at least as a singles competitor. You know, I mean, you know, Biggie has this great run with the New Day, and they're on the verge of, like, tying the Dudleys for most WWE tag title rings. Shelton had the world's greatest tag team and that kind of stuff. But when, when they were out, when either one of them was out on their own, it didn't seem like WWE knew what to do with them. Oh, puppy. Puppy. <laughs> Sorry. Distracted. And and I really, you know, I'm with Wendy. I, I think that it's kind of overdue because when Biggie came in, I mean, he was kind of the heavy for Dolph Ziggler, but he was on his own. And he was and he was definitely a lot younger, but he did his damage. He won a couple of titles. He looked good doing it. And you thought, man, the, the sky's the limit for this guy, kind of like Shelton Benjamin back in the day. And then all of a sudden, things changed and the new day came in and, and he focused on that. And I get it. But... I think he could do great as a singles competitor. Like, I, I practically want to see him in an intercontinental title match at SummerSlam against AJ, like, right off the bat. If Grand Metal League can get one, Biggie damn sure deserves one. <laughs> it was his first win on SmackDown ever, and he got an intercontinental title match. Biggie's had oh. more than one win on SmackDown. He deserves it. I don't know. I'd just like to see him go, go, go right after Braun. To be honest, yeah, that's what I want. Just, just you know, straight he's go already, for the big He's one. already had the intercontinental title. He's had the tag mm-hmm. titles. It, it's it's it, to see those two big friggin' mooses go at it in the middle yeah. of a ring would actually no, that would be great too. A fucking amazing match. Can we can we all can we all agree? Mooses. Yeah, moose, mooses, meese. I don't know what the plural is. But can yes. we all can we all agree that it that Biggie would have been better off winning Money in the Bank as opposed to Otis? Absolutely. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. I was just checking. I thought so. <laughs> what would you rather watch? A ten-minute or fifty-minute Braun Strowman promo uh, touting um, him being the champ, or a ten-minute Big E promo with him, you know, 
dancing around, busting the spritz, and filling pancakes out of his fucking singlet. Like, oh god, no junk cakes. Scratch like, the junk cakes, cakes and I'm all in. Cause I gotta oh, be honest, it's, um, hands down. Like, like Biggie. Like, I gotta be honest, Biggie yeah. is. Biggie is better I mean, on a mic. segments of that guy, and I still am entertained. But like, but Biggie is better than, but Biggie is probably better on a mic than than most of the New yeah. Day. They just don't give him that that opportunity. You know, he says his things. He it's does the he does the introduction. Don't you dare be sour. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. But but he cuts a damn good promo too. So I'd rather just see him in the ring cutting a promo after winning a title that and skip all the junk cakes and crap. Like, stop pulling pancakes out of your singlet. That's just nasty. <laughs> like, nobody wants to touch that. Nobody wants to eat that, dude. Where was it? If I pulled something out of my crotch and threw it at one of you, are you going to catch it? I mean, oh, come man. on. There's, there's, there's all kinds of people out there. Someone out there is happy to eat it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure somebody's TV. got a junk cake fetish, but it's not me. <laughs> well, not even a fetish. It's just. I'm going to eat out of all of your pants. Yeah, I, I love Biggie, and, and the only reason I said the Intercontinental Title is because AJ has it. Because so, I think a win against a guy like AJ Styles would just skyrocket his singles. Come on, career. just go, go first for the big one. Like, forget. I'm with that too. I'm with that no, too. No, 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 no. Just go straight to the big title. Screw yeah. all the little itty bitty pit stops here and there. Put him up for it. He deserves it. He'd be great. And and Hobo Clown brought up a good point. Remember his NXT run. Okay, yeah, so so Bojack Bojack is actually watching us, and he said he told me he'd eat the junk cake just to stay on the admin team. That's dedication right there, dude. <laughs> we would never expect you to do that to stay on the team, but that's dedication. Thank you. That's not true. Boy. I have expectations. I need a okay. video of it. Most <laughs> of us don't have expectations. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the question. I, I think he's definitely overdue for a singles push. You know, I I wouldn't honestly I love Kofi Mania, but if it had been Biggie in that position, I wouldn't argue. I'd have been like good for him. No. He he deserved it almost as much as Kofi. Maybe more at that point, considering where he was. But but Kofi had a great run. It was beautiful. But if it was Biggie. Same thing. I would have been just as happy. So yeah, bring on the Biggie singles push, man. I'm I'm all for it. My hope is my hope is though, if and when they give him that push, they don't fuck him like they did Kofi. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because they didn't screw Kofi. They fucked him. That's why I'm afraid for they fucked him royally. But that's one of the reasons that I'm afraid for Drew right now. Because if you noticed, all of a sudden. I don't know if, like, Brother Love booked Kofi Mania or not, but all of a sudden, they are rattling through Kofi's contenders. Like, he just got done with Dolph. Now he's moving on to Randy Orton, just like Kofi did. What happened after Randy Orton? Brock Lesnar beat Kofi in eight seconds. So is this where we're now heading? Like, he gets through Randy, and then all of a sudden, Brock shows up, and this tremendous title run of Drew's ends, like... I would be so fucking mad. Canada won't let them back. I was going to say Order. what subscription, but, but that's me. <laughs> so, so hear me out on this whole Big E, Big E situation because, you know, I'm kind of liking where we were headed with it. No, go so, ahead, man. So, let's just say Big E wins the universal title. He, okay. he, he beats Braun, he wins the title, then Woods comes back. 
and then Kofi comes back and the New Day's back together and, and Kofi and Woods are like, oh, we're, we're, we're the champ, we're the two-time world champs now and Big E's kind of looking at him, looking at him and then all of a sudden he just turns on him one day and beats the shit out of him and said, no, this is my title, I did it without you and walks away. Wow. Talk about super. Bro, I'd be crying like a motherfucker. That, no, no. That right the there, but I love that it. would be like MJF level heat. No lie. Yes. <laughs> he might take over like best heat, best heel in wrestling on in that moment. Like every unicorn would like horn would just fall off and he just, die. He just yes. it and like throws it at Kofi and Xavier while they're laid out and just walks off. <laughs> yeah, I mean that shows that was, shows a shows a junk cake in their mouth and flips them. Ooh. Ooh, too I don't know, that line, we almost crossed it there. <laughs> Much, but I like it. Much. I like it. No. Um. Uh. Speaking. Speaking of. Uh, and if we're. If we're. Have we wrapped up the Big E conversation? Is there anything more to add to this? Or, I want to jump God. the gun. I'm sorry. I felt like I was okay. You're speaking. Yeah. We're. We're gonna get into something that Brucey loves. Speaking of MJF. If you watched Dynamite last night, and I know most of you did. MJF yeah. cut a promo. That that was just mind-blowingly amazing. It's one of the reasons that I'm wearing the shirt today because I'm on board with him. Like, hashtag not my champion. I love Moxley, but fuck you. Hashtag not my champion. Because god damn. And there have been some good ones in in, in AEW, but but I'm gonna put it to you guys like this. Like we like we have done many a time before. And that would be keep it or kill it. MJF cut the best promo in AEW history last night. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And it's a short, teeny, tiny history. Yeah. yeah. I'm conflicted. They've had, they, they, they've had amazing segments. They've had Hold amazing matches. <laughs> but promos? Definitely. Hold up. I'm amazed that everybody else is like, yep, yep, yep. And Brucey is conflicted. Please I am. Elaborate, high class, because I thought you would be the first one to be like, yes, keep it, fuck it, yes, greatest, <laughs> better than you, salt of the earth, not my champion. MJF tell us, Brucey, tell us. Uh, I, honestly, I think, yeah, I have to say Cody's very first promo on the very first episode of Dynamite. When, when he came out to the ring, the opening yeah. segment, and poured his heart and soul out to everyone about AEW oh, opening their yeah. doors. Because that one got me and like, then went on And stop. then went on to wrestle Darby and have an amazing match. See, I, I was waiting to see what I everybody... I see where you're coming from. Because that one got me hyped. And I was like, mm -hmm. yes, tears was and say, excitement and like joy in my heart. Like I hadn't uh, felt Exactly. Like, I was waiting yeah. to see what everybody was going to say before I chimed in. And I'm amazed Brucey was the one that actually like balked at it. But he's absolutely right. It, it's one of the, like, it, it might be the second greatest. But but that that Cody promo on the debut of Dynamite was just so passionate and intense and got you feeling a certain way like 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 jumping out of your seat at the at his words where mjf's got me hyped and i loved it and it was creative and it was great and and it was total heel and it was total him but if i had to i'd i'd probably say kill it for that cody promo so I'm... is brucey going far enough to kill it yep wow history has been made 
Hashtag my champion wears Burberry. <laughs> Hashtag not my champion. <laughs> you don't have the belt three yet. Three R's, not four. <laughs> yeah, we got to get him to spell Burberry, but that's okay. That's another story. We'll go. We get the back. And uh, I think Wendy and Evan kept it, so I'm just going to give them a collective. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. That's hot. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to give him babies. He was kissing motherfucking babies. That's how you start the promo, <laughs> right? Uh, I honestly though, like MJF Bravo, because I, I I want you to be champion. I vote for yeah. I vote for you for president. Uh, yeah. I, I'll I'll get you an Emmy nomination. Like after that promo, I'll do whatever the fuck you want me to do. <laughs> yeah. I was sold. I was all in. No, that's damn good. That's what it be. It, it's tough yeah. to it's tough to knock that promo. I'm and I'm not. I'm really not. I just thought Cody's original promo was a little bit better, but but he killed it. I was loving it. I'm yeah. glad that uh, I'm glad With that Rip I wasn't Baker, the only one. You know, Rip Baker coming in at a, in at a close third. Any, yeah. any promo by Rip Baker is a close third. I can't yeah. believe we're saying Britt Brit Baker close third after all she's yeah. been through. Like after the Jericho cruise, I mean, and she no, that was the best one is Jericho cruise. I thought it was after was the Jericho best, cruise. No, her best one was the first one on the Jericho cruise where she she went on for like 30 minutes and was supposed to talk for two. <laughs> Don't exaggerate. It was like 25 minutes. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Son of L bitch. Yeah, way to speak Spanish there, Sammy. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Brian said MJF is one of the few true fucking heels in wrestling. His promo was absolute gold. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, Felipe like says so that, that yeah, that's so awesome. Oh, oh, oh! He's Felipe says uh, that is the Cody I miss in AEW now. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's one of the reasons I want them to mix things up so that he can cut those amazingly passionate promos and talk about his history and, you know, that type of stuff. Because he does it so well. So you're kind of hindering him by just putting him in these open challenges where he can't just, you know, get – where he can't just really talk about somebody or, or cut those kind of promos anymore. So I'm with you. I get it. And was there a bigger, like, fucking Ouchtown Population U moment than, like, Poor Ricky Starks last night oh. when when Darby oh, came off the, the top with the he tack covered like skateboard. Serious pain, like like he looked like he was in oh. real pain, not like the yeah. the, the oh. pain. That I'm in pain. Like, I, yeah, I'm I in see, pain. I thinking about it. I can see them backstage planning it all out. Like, dude, you table, I'll jump and I'll like fucking land on you, and it's gonna be amazing. What they do is that. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking smack you. What well, you get rid of it at any slight angle is gonna cause you to fucking rake his slide. Oh, you know, you oh. Just like a little spot. He had like Freddy Krueger motherfucking prices. <laughs> I can feel Eat it. Ouch. Yeah. I can feel I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I ever had the skateboard before, yeah. but I have experienced the thumbtacks before yeah. and I can feel them right now. I'm just like, mm, son of a bitch. Right, like, Mommy! I, <laughs> I freaking love that kind of stuff, right? Like, oh my God, for the hardcore, the extreme, the blood, bring out the tax. I'm like, yeah. oh my, 
I have tacks from a from a, a hardcore match they had at Nova Pro. I live for this <laughs> shit. And I was like, oh, not my pretty Ricky. Not my not pretty Ricky. Ricky. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not Ricky. No, oh, not not Ricky. Like, no. Uh, it felt like if you've seen the movie, it felt like the end of Boys in the Hood, where it was just screaming Ricky as he was dying. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it was that was. bad. It was terrible. I was just, uh, I, and I seriously I could fucking feel it. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 My, my wife thought I was hurt. She's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, look. And she looked, and then as soon as she saw yeah. it, she was like, oh. <laughs> when I saw him bring out the skateboard. I think back to like every skateboard hooligan movie, like, you know, you 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 cross the guy with yeah. the face. Yeah, he's gonna really knock his back and chop it up. Sorry, Alan. I by the way, by the way, as uh, as Evil Evan and I, you know, brilliantly pointed out before. It's glad to see that it, we're glad to see that at least AEW has a thumbtack budget. Because if you saw Slammiversary when Moose whipped out the tax, there were like six in a bag. Yeah. No lie. He grabbed the bag and poured them out. And it was like ding, 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 ding. Well, like six tacks. There were, there were about 297 thumbtacks on the bottom of a skateboard. Like they were, they were gluing everywhere they could get. Just here, 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 here. And I would like to, I would like to think that. Like, and 187 of them were in Ricky's back. Oh. them down. I want to picture like him and Priscilla Kelly with a hot new gun, just like fucking eagle bag, boop, 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 lining them up watching like Mama's Burgers or some shit, you know, like that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> They're probably all the ones that they dug out of Cody's back from the week before. <laughs> yeah, Peter, we're still live, okay? Hi, Peter. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, um, speaking of impact, has, has everybody here seen at least Wrestle House by now? No. Yes. I was watching it today while working. Okay, three out of four of us, right? It just gave me, like, the biggest eye roll right now for it. Just like, uh. All right, we're going to start with the first lady. Grandma Wendy, your impression of Wrestle House. Go. <laughs> I actually did not enjoy it. Really? I, yeah, I thought I would. I don't know why. I was like, oh, this might be funny. Let's give it a chance. But I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. I got to be honest. I thought it was fucking dope. It was funny as hell, like the whole snoring thing with the deaners in the in the bedroom where the one in the bed is snoring and the cousin is on the floor and he wakes himself up and he blames the dude for snoring. So now they got to have a match to see who gets the bedroom. And Tommy Dreamer is just randomly under the covers next to him in a suit jacket. I didn't know what that was about, but it was funny as hell. <laughs> I thought it was just okay. It wasn't the funniest. Okay. So <laughs> this is... This they, is... Ever, they tried, you know. It was different. It was... Um, as opposed to Monday Night Raw, which is just filling us up with recaps and reshots, and last week this happened, and two weeks ago, like, hey, they're at least giving us something different, a little... Hey, the of, show is dying! More ninjas! Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, hopefully the jokes pick up, hopefully they can sure just they find will. their group. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Good, I mean, I'll, I'll give it another shot, thing. but... Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's kind of like that Legends House from WWE Network back in the day, but, you know, with current wrestlers and just little short skits. Honestly, though, if given the choice between Wrestle House and Raw, I'm going to watch Wrestle House. Yeah. Exactly the point. There, I swear, there were, more, there were more matches in, like, half an hour of Impact than there was in, like, 90 minutes of Raw. It was insane. Seriously. Oh, and we had our boy Heath trick uh, Moose into a TNA title match, saying that he went to the TNA Championship Committee, got a contract and a match. 
And Moose was trying to say, no, that doesn't exist. He's like, oh, so you don't have a... So you don't have a real title? There's no TNA whatsoever? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, 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 no. It's real. It's real. I'll see you next week. <laughs> so once again, we got that Heath. That was really it. sneaky. It was kind of so funny. Now we have, we have Heath at a point where if he wins this match, he becomes a champion and gets a contract. And gets a contract. Fingers crossed for Heath. Come on. Why does someone of this talent always have uh, the – is, is seems to be like it, it's like he's going down the same path he did in WWE well, with Impact. In, in, because in, in short, he, he, he no, him and Rhino had to had to wrestle tag team all the no, way to the title. Short, so this is exactly like this is exactly the same thing over again. Heath had to fight somebody to begin with to get in to SmackDown and get a contract, and won, and then ended up with Rhino, and then went after the tag title. So they're basically going over the story with a little bit of a twist, you know, kind of like putting Moose into it and, and trying to get him, calling him out, trying to get him to say, my title is bullshit, but he won't do it. So he's, so instead he goes ahead with the title match. And, and management, Scott Demore was so impressed by the way he conned Moose into a match. He said, if you win, not only are you the TNA champion, but you'll get an impact contract. So I was like, mm, this is a new spin on like an old take. So bravo. I like it. I hope he wins. I really do. He would like fulfill my prophecy from Slammiversary a few weeks late. <laughs> Brucey, do you feel like he's being stereotyped into this position? I do, actually. You know, it's almost like the only twist to this is the – TNA title that holds no weight at all in anything. Like, it's honestly a make-believe title. But you know what? Don't tell Moose that. (laughs) Although it might be like a bit of a recycled storyline, he's coming in at that level where where he kind of deserves to be. Because if he were to be that sick guy and and be like mystery opponent smoking pyro and outcomes he to join the main event title match and he were to, to pin any Edwards and he were to walk off as the impact grand champ at anniversary people would shit on it. They would say who is this guy? He just walked into yeah. the company. He hasn't deserved it. Because that's what happened with Eric Young. Eric Young went from a position of being like sort of a, a joke when he last left and NXT uh, kind of being wasted as a joke. And as he came in into the match, everyone was like, this is the surprise. This guy just did He wasn't at that same caliber yet. And I get that Heath Slater uh, or Heath Miller or whatever his name is, he's a talented motherfucker. And he's going to get there soon. But you can't just walk into the dance and, and right away be expected to be crown prom king. Let, yeah. let, let him get a few partners before he works his way up there. And I think it's cool. I think let him work in there with Moose and eventually give him the fake belt. And then, yeah, he can say, you know, I want the real belt. Even I said I wanted to see him come in and win the Impact title, but I knew I was kind of like in the minority in that group. Like I knew people would shit on it if, if it did, but I didn't really care. I just wanted him to win the title, make me happy, let the world burn. Like, I, But I knew if, if it happened, the reaction that would come from that because you get a guy who had basically, you know, done eh, little to nothing in WWE, come in and become Impact champion. It looks bad. You know, even if it's even if it's Eric Young winning it, it's still Eric Young. And look at everything he did in TNA, and look at how hot he was in NXT. So he's a proven commodity. Heath, on the other hand, is not. 
So you do make a great point that if he comes into this level and he wins the TNA title, maybe it legitimizes it, maybe it legitimizes him, and maybe it leads to, you know, something bigger and better down the line. It would definitely be better than most of what they stuck him in in WWE. So good luck, Heath. That's all I'm going to say. I hope he fucking wins. I want to see him get a contract. I know he probably already has one, but he's going to get a contract if he wins. He's going to win by disqualification. EC3 is going to come out and jump him, and then he's going to, then after the <laughs> match is over, he's going to beat the shit out of Moose. Oh, you mean like he already did? <laughs> yeah, he, he did. It was great. The, way, the way they're setting it up is they're setting it up for EC3 to take the TNA title. They're not going to let Heath take it, and this is the only way for him to, A, get his contract because he wins the match, and, B, not take the TNA title so EC3 can take it. Yeah, even like Mac was saying that he needs to prove himself, and that's basically what Evan and I were saying. Um, what it, what Felipe it, says, it, I agree with it, Bruce. Heath wins it, and then EC3 goes after Heath. And they, and they Ooh, that would be good too. But like Felipe had said, I agree with Bruce. Why they have this underdog, this uh, this thing kind of underdog story with Heath is weird. It, it's just his, it's really his gimmick. To be honest, like I, I know they could change it, but it's what he's famous for, you know, after all these years. So it's what you're famous for, but it didn't get you nowhere. So this is his chance to chance to reinvent himself. What's and I mean, what they're himself. trying to what they're trying to do is is go off of what he's known for and tweak it and, and do something better with it. And I'm I'm okay with that. I really am. He, you know, especially if he wins. If he loses, I'm going to be pissed. But if he wins, okay, cool. Um, oh, and uh, Peter actually brought up a good question leading us into NXT, which is, uh, do you guys think Karrion Cross is ready for a title match against Keith Lee? Yes. I got to say, it, I think he is, and I definitely think Keith Lee has had a fire lit under his ass by Karrion Cross. <laughs> It's not that Keith isn't intense, but he's he's a pretty calm, pretty smooth guy. But then after that Rocky Four ending last week on NXT, where he watched you know Dijakovic get laid out, he came out like a house of fucking fire. I mean, he cussed and everything. It was insane. I was like, they're not going to allow this, and they didn't. But but the fact that he was just out there like cussing and screaming and snarling, and then Cameron Grimes came out, and that was the worst idea ever. <laughs> All right, so, so Cross comes out. Cross comes out and tells Keith Lee, "We can do this the easy way, and you give me the title match, and we'll fight like men, or we'll do this the hard way." And you don't want to know what the hard way is. Later in the night, Regal tells us, "You know what? No, I'm not going to grant that match. Pretty much, bitch, earn it." He told Cross. Okay, so that that easy well, way has been taken off the table. What do you think the hard way is going to be? What do you think Cross has up his sleeve? That's gonna get real to say this motherfucker deserves the match. What do you, what do you guys think? What, what, what kind of diabolical compared shit to what like compared to what he's done already? I, I don't know. Have have Scarlet? He's gonna have Scarlet jump. He's gonna have Scarlet jump me again and beat the living That's shit out. I was thinking. I was thinking. Do you think we see Cross? Maybe fucking put a hands on not necessarily hurt her, but you know, threaten to have her backstage with hands or. And his little black and white scary vignette, her tied up, you know, hanging. Yeah. 
Or you're going to see that, that like NXT parking lot scenario where like Mia Yim is coming in and then from behind Scarlet comes up and just like cracks her in the back of the head with an hourglass. Yeah. Drops her. Go like full Batman villain ever. Like Chapters had a giant hourglass like Sam on her or that's uh, too far maybe. I don't know. It's really crazy. I want- too far maybe. <laughs> too far maybe. Maybe. But Regal adamantly said, no, you don't get the shot. Well, we know damn well he's going to get the shot at TakeOver. So I want to know. I'm curious to see what kind of I'm more curious. he's going to pull. I'm more curious to see what Regal puts together to get Cross to earn this title shot, like he was saying. Like, does he put he's together a gauntlet match where shelf. Cross just keeps choking people out? Does he put him up against Cameron Grimes because he was talking shit? Does he... Does he put him in the ring with Adam Please Cole? murder him. And, and where goes to take over 30? Like, what is it going to take for Cross to actually earn that title shot against Keith Lee that he hasn't done already? Because everybody he's faced, he's fucking destroyed. <laughs> well, it hasn't even get, been close. What if we get Regal, like, on his little Zoom, you know, box, whatever, and then all of a sudden it turns black and white and fucking Cross comes up from behind and, like, is there. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of fucking something creative. I'm trying to come up with something, dude. I, I know yeah. you're, you got my creative juices flowing now. I'm trying to roll with it. Um, you know, I just think the limit with this character. They've totally gone horror movie with smoke and, and this guy's magical powers we don't even know. It's yeah, it's, it's uh, and suit and like It's honestly, dark. it's a situation where you don't know exactly what Cross is going to do, but, he, but he's practically capable of anything. Because even going in yeah. when he debuted, you thought... Oh well, there's no way he's gonna trash, you know, Champa, and he fucking trashed Champa. Then you were like, okay, well, Dajakovic's a big dude; he's gonna give him a fight. He barely gave him a fight, and he got killed. You know, it's yep. like you always think, like, oh, well, well you know, this is yeah, gonna be the moment, or or he's not gonna be able to, and then he just does it. Like there are no limits with Karrion Cross; they are practically turning him into NXT's version of the Undertaker. It is fucking spooky, and you know, it, to again, like you said. To see, like, maybe he has some other powers, maybe he pulls some crazy, like, macabre shit with Keith Lee involved, or, or you know, Mia gets jumped, or, or all of the above. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm actually interested in seeing it, which is something yeah. I can't say a lot when it comes to WWE TV, including... I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit, having Adam Cole headline every takeover got tiresome. It got boring. It did. So I'm excited to see Keith Lee and see what they got going with, with this next uh, fucking Triple X. Uh, 30 take, take over triple x he loves bringing that up yeah. <laughs> brought to you yeah, by browser yeah uh let's see I th- oh Peta had said i think depending on the storyline but keith lee should destroy cross Dude, would Keith Lee destroying Cross really get us anywhere as far as NXT or the title? Or like, I can understand Cross, you know, losing, but getting destroyed, like that would just yeah. like, take all that momentum and just toilet. I would love to see take a page from AEW, and then man, it, I know they never really do it, but have these guys look like a twenty-minute time limit draw or some shit, where like they just neither big guy could go down and. You, had to really we're out of time the pay-per-view has to end and i mean if we're gonna be real it, it would be both. the first it would be the first yeah. time that that something was taken from AEW. so it could happen i could yeah. see it you know or, or or some kind of crazy shit like like think about like uh dijakovic and lee the first time 
they had this crazy war. They did all these, and they did all these amazing things, but the damn thing ended in a double count out. Yeah. And it made people want to see it again. If you did something along those lines with Cross and Lee, I don't think it would make people mad. It would just make people want to see it happen again like it did back then. So I could see that. I could see them see some kind of like ring, fucking explosion, big show style, something to end. They're like, oh my God, these two big men. What do we do? Tune in next week. And there's no winner. Right. Just to not, cause like they're both on like an uphill, like fucking the momentum. Like they're like strapped the rocket to them both. And I just see it hard, you know, who, who loses. And, and I know... Uh, and, you know, just change the gears a little bit. I know it's kind of hard to notice because who really pays attention, but last few weeks, there has been no Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai anymore. Yeah. Even Dakota Kai said That's she's going to stand on her own. And when they had that tag match, Candice LeRae came out to help Dakota Kai, and then it ended up being EO, EO and Tegan versus LeRae yeah. and Dakota Kai. Uh, or, or did we just like lose Rochelle Gonzalez completely? Like, did did she get buried yeah. and we didn't notice? Like, I know we were talking about how she's damn near six feet tall and she's brutal yeah. and she's like a she's like a Latina China, China practically. But like, are are we just losing her from TV now? I'm we got Mercedes Martinez. There's only so many women we yeah. can put uh, in just, from this group, so we'll just we'll take I'm one off. Gonna put, gonna throw this out there. We heard reports. Multiple people tested positive, and now we're seeing people just disappearing off of TV with no explanation. I'm not trying to say that she's positive. I don't want to start no rumors. But look at Seth Rollins. Where's Austin Theory? No explanation, just off of TV. Twelve names tested positive, and all of a sudden, just boom, gone, boom, gone, boom, gone, boom, gone. Distant memory. Yeah, that's I don't true. Know. Could be, could be. I don't know. Maybe in two weeks she comes back, and then. I don't know what was more confusing, Candice LeRae coming to help Dakota Kai with with that whole match, or or fans, or or whatever you want to call them in the crowd, chanting USA during the title match between Imperium yeah. and Ever Rise. Yeah. None of which are from the USA, by the way. None of them. You got two guys from Canada. You got a you got an Italian guy, and you got a German guy. And the sad thing is that this wasn't just like some uneducated, you know, crowd from like fucking San Jose or some random city. These are like the NXT students. These are like the guys. The trainees. Fucking classroom with them, and they're like oblivious to anything. And they're like, "Fuck it, Brian is a USA." I mean, the closest thing to an American in the ring was Eichner because he's from here, but his family's from Italy. So. Maybe they were chanting for Eichner. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they were chanting for Imperium. Like you get the people hyped and you get them to chant something, anything. Just get that one person to chant it. It just infects everybody. No one cares why we're chanting yeah. it. Right. Ever and it's just like chant, 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 chant. Right. No you know what it? You know what it reminded me of though. You remember that? You remember that? Yeah. You remember that challenge WWF? I believe had back in the day the Power Slam challenge with Yokozuna. Oh yeah, and Bret yeah. Hart. Bret Hart came yeah. and attempted it. He was going to try to slam Yokozuna, and the crowd, getting behind Bret, started chanting USA. USA. Yeah. Um, from like Cal- Americans we from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, USA. Yeah. 
such an infection. You're not from our country, so we need to chant our country despite nobody being you know, from our country. It, could they have switched it up a little bit? Just close to USA, <laughs> close to you. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know what it is? We just, we just, we just discussed it here real quick, Elena. What it is is the infectiousness of USA. It, it, try chanting any other country. Give it a try. You can't. You can't. You get started chanting USA, you get hyped, and all that. Mexico! Mexico! (laughs) Mexico! No, it's not. Jamaica! (laughs) There's some about chanting USA. Three simple letters. It just really keeps going. USSR! Wait, that's not a a thing anymore. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. My bad. My bad. Too many syllables. (laughs) It's just chanting USA is infectious. Look, look. You're in a crowd of people randomly start chanting it and just watch it'll pick up and people will just start fucking hysterical <laughs> i mean it's a, it's it's no wonder that hacksaw jim duggan had like a 30-year career because just usa and everybody it's like jose said it's like jose just said go go somewhere and just scream out the stars at night give it a moment give, oh, you know what? we'll have a text <laughs> and scream back at you are big and bright <laughs> Even the hard we can't help ourselves. My, we cannot my, help ourselves. My son will come over and then he'll just randomly start him like, "Hey, Dad, somebody!" And of course, the whole house will start yelling, "Once told me the word." If you can't, it's the same exact thing. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shit. Over here, you start somebody. Come get her. It seemed like yeah. a stripper. Oh God, yeah, I love that song. Somebody With her come Somebody come get her. She's drinking <laughs> all the liquor. Yeah, infectious. Oh, hey, but you know what? Shout out, shout out to that NXT crowd or whoever it is, the heckler. When Scarlett came out, he's like, "We we hate you, Scarlett." And then when Drew came out, he's like, and he just took a stipulation. He's like, "An eye for an eye." So in other words, there's somebody in the crowd that's going to get fired. Yeah. Some <laughs> I want to think it's like fucking, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Bugenhauser or whatever. Or, I saw some of the NXT crashes on TV who just yelling hilarious shit at the, the unappropriate times. It's great. <laughs> and, and we have, we have yeah. Peter saying, please don't sing. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna happen, Peter. It's oh, come happening. on! There's we gotta be, album. we gotta be better than Sammy. Gotta be better gonna, than Sammy. Yeah, we're gonna start doing the the WWF Attitude Volume Four, sung by us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. First thing on Patreon. That's what it's gonna be. I got Jimmy. I got Jimmy on, on Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy. Yeah. Oh, oh, you Shawn. I'll sing back real quick. I'm not sure. Boy toy. They say I'm They say I'm I got the tools. Uh, Peter comes Peter comes back and says, No, Sammy's better. Can't beat Judas. <laughs> Agreed. Great. And Max says, well, if you're comparing yourself to Sammy, the bar is pretty low. <laughs> it's true. I love, it's true. I, I love doing you this You have live. low standards I here. Really, I really do. Shout out Proper to the wrestling audience. talk where our standards are low. Very. Yes. The bar is here. 
you can't even see it. It's not on screen. It's there's here. a bar. I know. We could just even you could step right over it with hey, your little legs. You know it's so low. Speaking <laughs> of bar, did anybody catch that bar fight? The Seamus. Uh, no. Apparently, when party, like he had, he had Jay Hood. Quick recap: They fight, bullshit ensues. He's about to beat Jeff Hardy. He has Jeff Hardy beat. He puts his like fedora on Jeff Hardy's face as like an insult. Jeff Hardy removes the fedora as like the white eye context of and like the face is like he's like re-energized the power of the pain. He's like the demon. I don't know what up. that was. That was like some Brother Nero Willow type shit. Yeah, yeah. So apparently that paint is like makes Jeff like impervious to pain. Like, and like he beats, seriously, he impact is suing. Oh, oh my! Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Huh. Who's whose gimmick does that sound like in WWE that no longer uses it, but also has paint? Can we say Finn Balor with the yeah. demon? Demon King. When when he put the paint on, he even was Morgan a, he would was, agree. He, he was in a yeah. pervious. Basically, this everything you said, he went to a whole different level. So now they're Jeff Finn. Hardy. You can't be you can't be the demon no more. Hey Jeff. Hey, we've got this idea for we've got you. This great when idea. you put your face paint on, <laughs> never been you done. Become better. Yeah. Didn't he? Bad. Didn't that used to be a thing where he come out and splash the glow, the glow paint on himself so he would be that like fearless? In, that was in TNA. I thought it was in I, WWE I, too. End of, end of end of WWE. And yeah, beginning of, of TNA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, what about the time when he would um? Do at least the they proved they can put cinematic like, matches on TV. I don't know what else to say. When, when Jeff Hardy would have cut a promo without his mouth moving, but we'd be hearing as like inner thoughts. That one was yeah. another bizarre, bizarre fucking take on Jeff Hardy. He was like fucking Professor X, like yeah. Even uh, even even Hobo Clown said Jeff won as Willow, and Impact is suing. <laughs> and this time they just might win. But yeah, it, it was it was it was uh, it it was a thing. I don't know yeah. if it was good. It, it it certainly seemed bad, but it was it was a thing. That whole storyline, bar fight, everything just had me like turned off from the jump. Yeah, uh, everybody uh, said, everybody just said, "Oh, don't worry, just let it play out." You know, let's let's see where it goes. I let it. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, I hated it yeah. from the beginning. We're I hated it at the end. It. End of story. Yep. Like it was terrible. I, I I mean, you know, it just. It didn't feel like everybody would say, oh, well, maybe Jeff okayed it. And it's like, do you really think that the powers that be give a shit whether or not you okay it? Yeah. Like, really? really, Do you think they care? They do whatever they want. They don't give a shit if you're on board or not because you're under contract. That's all they care about. Ask ask Moxley. Ask Matt Hardy. Ask all the guys that left already. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit if you like it. Get out there and do it. Other than the fact that, like, it was set within a bar... It had like the, the the final like finality of the match. There was no payoff to alcohol. There was no like trying to force him to drink, and he said, "No, my demons." And he like, "No, alcohol played nothing into the final match." You could have this be backstage with a ladder and random props. Yeah. Alcohol had nothing to do with. There was no like, "I'm gonna fucking break the beer bottle as a symbol of 
my knee shattering, the, my shackles of yeah. alcohol. Breaking like, through to my new life yeah. or celebrating so, like, I, my I'm growth. On the step of recovery and here comes me fucking nothing i know he said it i know he brought it up a couple of times i never actually saw it play itself out i just him kind of become willow and end the match and and again like i i waited for it to play out i haven't really said much about the whole thing since it began it is now over and i still fucking hate it i'm pretty sure jeff hardy hated it he's probably not going to say it until after he leaves wwe but i'm sure he probably fucking hated it too and I want to know what happened to Elias. Someone ran his ass over and we're just like, forgot all about it. Right? Like, did did anybody here enjoy that whole, like, three-month storyline with, with Jeff and his, his demons? They ruined Elias. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Haven't seen him since that accident. Yeah. That dude was, like, on such a – he's one of those guys that was on such a huge hot streak when he first came up to the main roster and like he actually like I would watch and be like dude he's actually got a chance to be somebody and he's, oh, he's no. gonna make it and then all of a sudden he had, this, he had the crowd like eating out of his hand yeah every week and Brucey and I were like yeah. we're walking with Elias he stands for it and then he just <laughs> it's like gone into obscurity right your 15 minutes are up go that way yeah. I don't get it. Uh, he was he was so insanely hot, and then even as he came back and he kind of like turned face again, and he was making fun of Baron Corbin and stuff. I was into it, and then the car accident happened, and then he disappeared, and it was like, oh, okay, bye, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh, w- whatever. I don't know. At one point, he was standing up for Dana Brooke. Yeah. Not exactly sure why, other than to fight Baron Corbin. I don't know. It's just a lot of just a lot of crap storylines, a lot of back and forth. Your face, your heel. Your face, your heel. Like, never figured it out with him, honestly. Oh, he had it figured out. The fans. Oh no, had he it did. WWE out. did not. That's the point. Like, I'm sure he did. But WWE did. The problem is when when you're such good of a heel and you're shitting on the the crowd, like they they wanted the the the, the, the local yeah. town was waiting like. That's a good point from the hobo clown. He says uh, Elias's gimmick doesn't really work without a crowd. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. I'll give you that much. That that, that makes total sense to me because he definitely. They can't have a crowd now. I mean, it could. Yeah. Well, this will be. They can't really have a crowd, and he played to the crowd a lot. And yeah. Well, guess... now they have something of an audience, so we could. could we? Well, I guess yeah. they have trainees, so you know we could, but. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, that. 
Makes I would like to see him maybe even cut his chops on commentary for a little. Throw him out there, at least get his fucking voice and his face yeah. on TV for a little. See what he can do. More more of him and less Byron Saxton. I'd be happy. Yes. <laughs> I think we all would, to be honest. Poor Byron. Put on NXT uh, for a little while, if, if that's what you need, you know? We've seen a lot of people going to NXT and get, yeah. get a little sampling at the commentary booth. And so I guess uh, the last... Mark. The last thing I had, because I know Keith Lee gave up the North American title. He wanted people to have an opportunity. Well, so far, the people that have an opportunity in this ladder match are none other than Bronson Reed and Dexter Loomis. Are you Are you guys, like, just hearing that, are you excited that NXT is, like, putting the new blood in this ladder match? Or are you thinking, like, hey, what, what happened to, you know, what happened to Finn Balor? What about, you know, like, even Thatcher lost? You know, like, what, what, what's, what are we doing here? Well, is it only those two, or is there going to be a so far? There's going to be it's going to be a five way ladder match. But the only the only two that have qualified, Dexter Loomis won a triple threat against Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher. Bronson Reed won a triple threat against Roddy and Johnny Gargano. So they're the two that have qualified so far. And then I'm trying to remember next week's triple threat. It's like Oni Lorcan, Damian Priest, and 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 that that Ridgeway guy. Hmm? Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland, thank you. It's going to be Damian Priest that's going to win that match. I think they're going to give it to that rugby guy. I, that's what I was going to say, because they, they've been kind of giving it to the dark horse in these matches. He looks like a legit rugby star over there, and, and they think they pretty much gave him a big contract. And with the NXT, yeah. NXT pretty much being just fucking crumbling to some kind of sexual predator uh, territory, and everyone's gone other than Pete Dunne and maybe fucking Piper Niven. I don't even know who's over there anymore. I right, they can't get Walter over, so. Yeah, I think they realized that they spent a lot of money on this guy, and they got to make do with him, and they finally got him over They got to do something. They couldn't get Walter to come across, so they got this guy, and he's going to – I think he wins. I think uh, Cameron Grimes and, and the Priest guy still got something. They got beef still. Maybe he cost them the match. All right, Mac, I'm with you. He says, I'm cool with, like, giving new guys a shot at this title. Yeah. And, and, yeah, definitely. It's just – I'm hoping, you know, obviously they've got more spots open. Um, I, I'm hoping as this goes on, maybe some of the people who lost in the triple threats will get into some other kind of match, like a last chance kind of thing to to pull like the final spot so you do have like at least a big name or two but i do like i do like the idea of giving guys like bronson reed or dexter loomis opportunities because they've been around for a while they've done a few things here and there but they haven't really they haven't really broken through or even gotten a title opportunity i mean bronson reed's biggest win of his nxt career was in that triple threat so it's cool to see him move along. Loomis has obviously been a bigger part of NXT lately with all the Roddy stuff and helping out Velveteen Dream and that kind of thing. So to see him get an opportunity is pretty cool. Um, I'm just interested to see if they just put in all these new faces or if they decide to pepper in names we know here and there. Like at least out of the five have one or two that are like, oh, you know, Finn Balor, he got in last minute or, or Gargano or Thatcher or somebody, you know? I even thought, like, Thatcher's a new name. He's been hot. Like, he'll probably win. Nope. <laughs> his, his style doesn't really take to a ladder match, though. He's more, you know, I don't know. I, I agree, match. but at the same time, I, mean, I don't... Doing, doing some crazy shit, or even the thick, thick boy, Ron, Bronson Reed, you know... That's what I was about to say. Does Bronson Reed's really 
you know, does Bronson Reed's style really work with a ladder match? He's kind of a big I dude, you know? He's there for that spot where the ladder's like this, and then he jumps and the ladder tracks him half. That's yeah. his spot. Yeah. He's going he's to pull, like, the, uh, the Otis. Yeah. The Otis at Money in the Bank. He steps on the ladder, the ladder breaks. Maybe somebody will knock the title down and he'll catch it. You know, they're kind of <laughs> – you know, they just have that replay. But the, the brutality to be a human wrecking ball. Yeah. <laughs> Damien Priest was the sur- was was in the Survivor Series last year. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, he hasn't done much since or even in Survivor Series. <laughs> he had a damn good rivalry with Cameron Grimes for a couple of weeks. That's 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 his big claim to fame so far. No. But, I just no. don't get what he, like it, I don't get what, what he's supposed to be like a flaming archer guy and like a nice he's like owner first he's a club like, hopper then he's like this yeah. archer guy now he's this now they're trying to make him out like he's this badass again which he was to begin with so now we've kind of come for full circle but you don't know how they don't know what to do with him absolutely <laughs> that's, that's, that's why i feel uh what's his name uh Dijakovic is in that same boat where it's like he's big so he should be scary and intimidating but he's such a nice guy, so he should be a face and sympathetic. But he's big, so he needs to beat people up. But like, put him in peril, and it's like I, I think it it's, it's lost in the shuffle. They don't really know what to do. With I these think guys with a lot of these guys, it talent. comes back to what Evan and I were talking about last week. Was like they have all these guys, and they're too worried about who's going to lose. They're not worried about who's going to yeah. win or who's going to get set up for the next title opportunity or whatever. They're more worried about having these people lose. Because now all of a sudden you have all these egos and all these talents and you don't want to bruise anybody. You don't want to hurt everybody's feelings. But this isn't exactly like peewee football where everybody walks away with a trophy. Eventually, somebody's going to have to take an L so they can set up somebody else to go for the title shot while that guy builds back into the picture. Because that's the way every wrestling show has worked since wrestling? I don't even know <laughs> Like since it began. But but NXT tries to reinvent the wheel. They try to worry about like, oh, what if this guy loses? What if that? Who gives a shit? Do you have rankings like AEW does? No. Then who gives a shit? <laughs> Pick who you want. Push them. Build the next guy. You know, create a system instead of just worrying about well, what if so and so loses? Who cares? Honestly, who cares? Like they lost. Big deal. They'll come back. They'll they'll work their way back to the top. They'll get in the title picture again. No big deal. It's not that it's not that bad. And a hush yeah. falls over the crowd. <laughs> but it's, it's almost like, like, what, like what Wendy was saying earlier about the Cody Rhodes. Like we want a feud. We want something to feel invested about. And with NXT, it's kind of like you're giving us these big three ways and these big ladder matches. But there's no multiple man things. You know all this stuff. Yeah, I, I want, there's no like feud between two people where I feel an intense rivalry and I want to pick up one side over the other. I'm kind of just cheering along because they're all good matches and whoever wins wins and yay. Like, like the action is the action itself is pretty good, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like I do want these rivalries. That's why I'm looking forward yeah. to Cross and Lee. Like this is this is the closest thing to something they've been building for a while. It's two yeah. big hybrid crazy fucking talents that I want to see go head to head. And it's a one-on-one confrontation with all this, like, heat behind it. I'm looking forward to that. But outside of that, in NXT, you look around and you're like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. Even when they started with this whole Dakota Kai thing with Io Shirai, now all of a sudden Rhea's in the picture. 
you know, they can't figure out who they want to put in the ring with their champion. They just can't. So they're like, okay, multiple person, five-way ladder matches, six-pack elimination matches. Just, just pick someone. Just pick them. There's going to be another week. There's going to be another takeover. There's going to be another whatever the fuck. Just pick somebody. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're definitely burning the multi-man match way too much. Oh, yeah. We've been saying that since, like, takeover in your house. You know, <laughs> at least. So, you know, it just gets to the point where it's like, all right, you know, I don't know, trips, whatever. Make a decision. Who do you want to fight EO? You know, <laughs> Who's getting in this North, who's getting in this North America title match? Do we really need another ladder match? We crowned the first champion like this. We got to do it again. Like, like, you know, build a build up a couple of people like you did with the cruiserweight tournament. That was that was great shit. Just you know, and it wasn't just all about Drake's video, although that had a lot to do with it. The action was good. The matchups were good. The the drama at the end was good. The swerve was good. The whole night you could do that in other places. You just don't. And on that note, as a look, I, I think we can pretty much wrap things up here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Uh, on, a positive note, on a positive note, we are going to be getting a uh, Orange Cassidy, uh, fucking uh, Chris Jericho debate next week with a guest special guest moderator. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that one. I know. Just, just, or, I'm, I'm just waiting to see if we're actually going to see or, or hear Orange Cassidy speak on Dynamite. Because I've already heard him speak on YouTube, not Dynamite, obviously. So, are they going finally? On this. Really? I'm kind of hoping it doesn't get stupid, like fucking. What was it? Karaoke on SmackDown? Oh God, no! Please, no! No, don't go there. I hope it doesn't get stupid like that. I, I, I'm not. I don't know why I'm just like not processing what. Is, but no, we'll we see. don't need we'll that. See. We don't need that ever. We didn't need that then. We it, on SmackDown. We don't need it on Dynamite with Cassidy and Jericho. I could just see it like but, Jericho's throwing all these barbs and insults and being like super heel, and Cassidy's just standing there like. <laughs> That's the whole debate. But uh, you know what? Going into it, no open heart, open mind. We'll see what happens. Right. I think it all depends on who the who the who the like fucking uh, the arbitrator, who the special guest is going to be. That that could really play into whether it's going to be really comedy or if we're going to go a little more serious with it. True. True. Yeah, but but you know, uh, now that that's out of the way, I want to thank everybody that showed up, and and I do want to announce that. Next week, we will be back live with, with a special guest that, that Brucey and I know pretty well. And uh, so he's a tremendous dude, tremendous wrestler. He's got a tremendous story, and, and that's Shooter Storm. I, I love this guy. We got to interview him a couple of years ago. We got to get involved with it. We got to know him. We really love him. We think you guys are going to love him, too. Um, so we will have Shooter next week with the Four Horsemen. It's going to be great. He's going to tell some stories. He's going to update us on what's been going on in his life, including a WWE appearance, which happened right after we did the interview. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but it, it's going to be great. He's so funny. He's such a good dude. If you haven't seen, if you haven't heard that interview and, and you don't know much about, tune in. You're going to fucking love him. I promise you that. And 
if uh, if Brucey is set up properly, I'll get him to do the social medias. If not, we'll we'll throw it to somebody else. No, we're good. We're good. Okay, because I see you moving and shaking and stuff. I know you're a busy dude, so I'm trying yeah. to make sure I got your back, homie. That's how this goes. It's, go ahead, hit us with it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> You can find us on Facebook at Top Rope Wrestling Talk. We are a publicly traded Facebook group. That means it is free to come in and free to post anything you want about wrestling. You come, hit the I want in, we'll let you in, and, you know, the rest is history. And then also on Facebook, you can also find our merch page, TRWT Merch. That's where we sell our mugs, our shirts, our masks. So, yeah, go on there, check us out, get your merch, get your shirts, get your mugs, get whatever you want. Um, yeah, you're going to be seeing a lot more of that on this show, too. I think I saw some messages in the background, but I wasn't really able to pay attention. So, so you're going to be seeing that in the near future. And you can also find us on Twitter at Top Rope WT. We go on there. We, you know, we, we plug shows. We, we ask questions, you know. Uh, then you can also find us on Instagram, which is at top underscore rope underscore wrestling underscore talk. Oh. Good God, that's Evan's fault. You made it. <laughs> and, and, and you can you can you can you can also find us on YouTube under Fox Den Productions. This is our flagship show. We have a couple of other shows that we do. Uh, which is mutant that we're trying rejects. to do. <laughs> yeah, we try to do. There's mutant rejects and then drunk upon a time as well. Um, so lots yeah, there's fun. our social medias. Lots of fun, lots of content in one place. And, and I'm so excited for Shooter. I'm sorry, I got to say that again. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, Grandma Wendy, please tell everybody about our podcast because I know you love to do that too. First Lady, take it away. You can find us on anchor.fm backslash top rope wt tr wt right now tr wt you get it you think i remember <laughs> I, anyways it, it, you had a week off you're off your game it's okay it's okay finish strong a little bit off today. So you can find us there and once there you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify our heart radio uh stitcher random miscellaneous ones that yeah. i don't even remember lots um, of them but yeah wherever yeah so wherever you listen to podcasts rate us review us give us them four or five stars tell oh. people how, are, how much you love your grandma um just you know do the thing share it too share it with your friends your family share with everybody your arch nemesis um the guy down the street who always shits on your lawn share it with everybody yeah. share it with all of it all of it all you the got a yard shitter all the podcasts, everything. Share it around. Help us grow this a little bit. We've gotten pretty big. Oh, we want to get oh, bigger. Quick message from our merch master. Quick message. There's two <laughs> extra mugs left right now um, that are already ready to ship. So if you want one, hit her up. Yes, TRWT yes. merch. Send a message. I want one of those mugs. You'll get it. <laughs> All right. So again, thank you everyone who's going to be who watched this live. Thank you to everybody watching us on YouTube. We appreciate it. We will be back to you next week unless we decide to throw something together over the weekend. We love you. We're looking forward to Shooter Storm. I know Bruce loved him. I love him. I think these guys are going to love him. I think you guys are going to love him. Everybody's going to love Shooter. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs>
He even does a whole thanks grandma promo. I think we could do something between that and grandma Wendy. We could figure something out. We could do like a mashup. It'd be great. <laughs> he talks a lot of shit. He says a lot of awful things. He's like, okay, thanks grandma. Love you. It's, it's wonderful. If you've seen the promo, it's hilarious. Um, but we can figure something out. But until then, for the first lady, for the evil one, for the high class man in myth and legend, I'm your boy, the psycho. Everybody wear a mask. Don't be a Loki. And of course, Grandma. Stay fresh, cheese bags. There it is. Boop.